What's up, everybody? Uh, just want to say before we start this episode that um, this is in remembrance of everybody who lost someone on 9-11 and to all the first responders who gave their life trying to save those who were unjustly caught into something that they should never have had to deal with. Uh, mothers, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, children. A lot of people lost people they loved that day to a terrible attack no matter what your thoughts are on who did it or why it was done we don't need to remember that we don't need to remember the attack we just need to remember the people who lost their lives in that horrific horrific tragedy so this podcast is dedicated to them it's been 18 years and i still remember that day and i don't i thank everybody who was alive at that time will always remember that day. I mean, it's one of the, you know, biggest events that ever happened in the United States, um, in our history. So this is all of them. And, you know, whether you're a Republican, a Democrat, left, right, whatever, we're all Americans. And I remember for that time we were all one and I hope we can get back to that. And I hope it doesn't take a tragedy for that to happen. So this is in remembrance of everybody who lost someone and all the lives that were lost on September 11th, 2001. God bless y'all. My prayers are with your families and God bless America. Everybody to the Nerdpool Podcast with the fat fool who loves Deadpool, your host, Jamie. The water's fine. Come on in. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Nerdpool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. It's me. It's the JMIE, your 477th favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. And I'll be honest with you, some stuff's happened with um, Marvel and Sony, and I mean, it's kind of late news, I guess, but first I'm going to talk about it. And we're going to talk a little bit about the the upcoming Joker movie, and just some of, some of the, just stuff in general. So, let's hop right into it, and let's start off with the Sony-Marvel explosion um unfriending on facebook's and not following on twitter's and everything else apparently the we spider-man was in the mcu sony still had the rights to the property and all the characters herein of that marvel sold to them in the early 90s to stay afloat and sony was has been making spider-man movies they made some good ones they made some bad ones but they were they were always there and everybody wanted spider-man in the mcu Kevin Feige wanted it. So what did Disney do? Disney went out, got in with Sony, and they came up with a deal. Marvel will put up the money to make the films, which is a substantial thing. Sony puts out the money for advertising and distributes the film. Marvel gets 5% of the gross profit of the films, what they make. They also have the rights for TV and the rights for merchandise. Sony gets the film, you know, the, the film rights and the money that goes towards the profit of the film. Now, this has worked out because 
Spider-Man is one of the most recognizable superheroes in all of superherodom. Uh, probably next to Batman. Him and Batman are probably the two biggest selling merchandise-wise and everything. So, I know Disney was making their money on that. The 5% of the film, they're not making as much, but 5% of a billion dollars is still a pretty decent amount of money. And that's exactly what they were doing. Everything was well and good. We've got two movies. We have, you know, Spider-Man's been in the Avengers films. He was in Captain America. It's just been, it's been great. Now, I don't know exactly how it works for the team-up films. When he's in, you know, the Avengers or Captain America, I don't exactly know how the the profit sharing works on that point. I haven't read anything that said it. But now Marvel came and said, hey, we want more money. You know, we, we need a 50-50 split on the film. And Sony, and I, Sony's in the right here, stuck to their guns and said, uh, no, that's not going to happen. And so Marvel kept wanting it, Disney kept wanting it, Mar Sony finally said fine, and they pulled their pro their property back. And they have every right to, they own the rights to Spider-Man. And they said that they're going to go ahead, they're going to go forward with Spider-Man movies, they're going to have Tom Holland still play him, and they're going to integrate it into Venom and... You know, they said that they figured they learned everything they could from Marvel and that they can take what they know and now make a successful, really well put together Spider-Man film. Now, whether they can or not, it's we'll have to wait and see. They did Into the Spider-Verse, the animated film, and it was it was really good. Like it was probably one of the best Spider-Man films there was, but it's animated. You can do a lot more with animation because you can get away with physics that you can't pull off in you know, movies, and, and, and it doesn't look cheesy as it does sometimes with CG. They made a great Spider-Man film in Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire. That, that's probably the best one. It is It was just truly great. They made some stinkers, and I'm looking at you, Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire. When they cast, you know, Topher Grace to be Eddie Brock, so you cast a even smaller than Tobey Maguire guy to play Venom, who's bigger than Peter Parker in the comics as Eddie Brock. And they also made The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which I actually kind of enjoyed. The Andrew Garfield films I enjoyed. I know people hated them, and they say they're probably the worst, which I don't get the hate. Like, I thought Andrew Garfield did a did a good job, and I actually enjoyed the films. So they say they're going to put it together, but there's a little bit of problem here. Sony, you can write the films, yeah, we know, but I feel like you're going to fall back into the trope of how did he become Spider-Man? So I, I think we're going to have to, we'll get another Uncle Ben dies origin story. And I really don't want to see another origin story for Spider-Man. It's just, it's too soon. So basically, to me, you're going to have to reboot the entire franchise. Because he got his suit from Tony Stark. You can't mention Tony Stark. You don't have the rights. He was working with Nick Fury. Can't work with Nick Fury. The Mysterio character worked for Tony Stark. Can't really bring that Mysterio character back. You're going to have to reboot a franchise that was already rebooted a few years ago that just got a reboot so this will be the fourth reboot in 20 years and you know this is a lot of rebooting for spider-man now sony sony's not a bad person sony said the door was open if marvel wanted to actually talk and discuss and sony said you want spider-man 10 billion dollars 10 billion you can have the rights to spider-man and everybody back and I'm looking on the outside. Now, this is just me as a person on the outside looking in. 
I'm thinking, do it. Disney's got the money. They just made billions on Endgame. They just made billions on uh, Infinity War. They made billions on Spider-Man. They've made billions on The Lion King, Beauty and the Beast. Like, you've got the money. Just spend it if it's that big of a deal. Now, I don't know how big of a priority it is for Disney for Marvel to have this. Marvel makes them a fuck ton of money. Don't get me wrong. It makes them a lot of money. But does Disney want to spend $10 billion to get the rights back to a property? Probably not. I heard a lot of people on the the interwebs, the Twitter, the Instagramers, and the, the, the Book of Face telling people, you know, that Disney needs to buy, just buy Sony. No, 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 guys, guys. Look. I like Spider-Man as much as the rest of you. I want him in the MCU as much as the rest of you. I also want to see Venom and Carnage. and I want to see these characters all interact with each other. But guys, you don't want Disney buying Sony. Sony is one of the last few big name, big, 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 you know, film companies left. And you really don't want Marvel and you, know, you don't want Disney having that much power over films. We already complain so much that people complain so much that Disney going it goes, it's going way left on the social justice stuff, which they kind of are, and they're kind of alienating a large group of people to try to be quote unquote inclusive. But so why would you want them having another company to put out their films like that? It's not. It's not a good. It's not a good look. Okay, it's not. Sony's not in the wrong here. I'll say that again. Sony is not in the wrong. Marvel was making money. Sony was making money. Everybody was happy. People got greedy. People got greedy. You can't tell me that the toys and backpacks and books and comic books and, you know, t-shirts, shoes, pants, underwear, lunch boxes, blankets, pillows... Anything you can slap a Spider-Man logo on, they've slapped a Spider-Man logo on. Anything you can slap his face on, they've slapped that face on. And they've sold it for a good amount of money. And people buy it. Kids buy it. Adults buy it. Collectors buy it. So you can't tell me Marvel and Disney wasn't making a pretty penny off of all these merchandise rights. They were. And that's not counting the 5% back cut of everything they were making on billion dollar on a billion dollar franchise. Guys, I mean... Disney just got greedy. I, and I don't know if it's Disney. I don't know if it's Marvel. I don't know which one is the ones actually dealing. I know Disney's the parent company. But I don't know if they're the partner ones that's dealing with Sony. Or if it's just Marvel Studios dealing with Sony. I don't know which one of those two got greedy. But one of them got greedy. Sony is every bit in the right here to say no. We're not giving you 50%. We're not giving you merchandise, TV rights, and 50% of the film. Why would Sony do that? Now, people are going to argue and say, well, 50% of you know a billion-dollar franchise, they're still making $500 million, and they're not doing anything. No, they are. They're advertising, and they're distributing. It's not cheap. Advertising of the film costs millions and millions of dollars, especially of a film of that magnitude with that name. You're spending hundreds of millions of dollars on advertising. You're spending millions of dollars to distribute the film out. To press the film for streaming everything, theaters. I mean, that, that that's a lot of 
money that they are spending. So why would they want to settle for only half of you know the profit when they're doing a lot of work? They didn't make the film, but they're doing a lot of work to advertise the film so people go see the film. You know, it's it's a marriage here. And this is just like a marriage in this one. One of them got greedy. One of them wanted greener pastures. So the other one, realizing that they wasn't in a good partnership, took the ball and left. That's just what happened, guys. I mean, that, that that's exactly what happened. And it sucks. I think this is going to be, it'll be reconciled before long. Sonya put out a film, and a lot of Marvel fans will no matter how great the film is, are going to get shit on it because they're, they're pissed off because he's not in the MCU. Like, that's exactly what's fixing to happen. If, when Sony makes a standalone Spider-Man film, even if they put Venom in it, which people loved, there's going to be Marvel fans, and these are Marvel fanboys that only watch Marvel films, don't like anything DC does, they're going to shit on it, and they're going to say it's a terrible film. It could be the greatest comic book film ever. And they're going to say it's garbage because they want Disney to be able to have that right. And Sony, again, Sony gave it to him. Sony said, hey, look, we're willing to negotiate, or if you want the rights, $10 billion. $10 billion. You can have everything. Spider-Man, Venom, Green Goblin, Morbius, everybody in this entire, entire, you know, genre, everybody in this entire world of Spider-Man, you can have. It's $10 billion if you don't want to work with us. I don't think they want to pay that because I think they feel that Sony can't do it without them. Sony's going to be fine without them, guys. Like it or not, Sony's going to be fine without Marvel behind them in their Spider-Man films. Tom Holland's still going to be there. They're going to mix in Venom, which I didn't... The Venom film wasn't bad. I didn't personally, again, I didn't personally like the way, kind of the route they went with it. But that's neither here nor there. So it, it they're going to be okay. I mean, it's just, that's just how it is. They're going to be okay. And it's an interesting thing to happen because we all thought it was puppies and candy canes with it. But my take is that Marvel or Disney, whichever one, got a little too greedy, got a little too big for their britches, thought that Sony would just back down because they thought that Sony was going to be happy. Sony stood up to them. Amy Pascal and them stood up and said, we're not doing this. You know, we we did this for the fans. We did this for mutually beneficial, and we're not going to allow you to walk all over us. We can do this without you, and they're going to. So I'm actually, I'm I'm really intrigued to see where it goes. With Spider-Man and the MCU, we we knew we didn't know where it was going, but we had general ideas we could connect it. You know, because there was it was all connected. How are they going to write Spider-Man out? Are they just is Marvel just going to kind of just forget Spider-Man existed in the MCU? You know, when we last seen Spider-Man, Mysterio had just exposed him to the world. Had just exposed that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. We, you know, we're not going to get an ending to that story. We're not, because that's all connected in the MCU. We can't get an ending to that story. So, what 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 happened? Like it's like it's like when Serenity left on a cliffhanger, or Firefly left on a cliffhanger. You know, it's like what what's gonna happen? We'll find out. But now I'm intrigued because we don't know where Sony they're going. We don't know where Sony is gonna take this. 
they got Venom, they got Carnage, they could put it into that. And they, they're probably going to plan to, but they, they've got other stuff they could do. Morbius, Craven, they've got a hundred, you know, they got a hundred villains. Like, it's got a great rogues gallery. Let's just see where they go with it. Like, I'm really intrigued on both ends of how this goes. There's rumors that they're going to actually introduce Nova into the MCU, and Nova's kind of going to slip into the Spider-Man spot. You know, he's going to slip into that, that, yeah, that young kid being a princess. That, that could be fun. That could be interesting. I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes. But there's a lot of moving parts going on here. A lot of people smarter than me are talking this out. And we'll just have to see where this goes. Moving on to the other end of the comic book spectrum. In a few weeks, the Joker movie is going to drop. And it has been making its rounds at film festivals, getting all kinds of accolades. People are already saying that it's a front runner for an Academy Award. Uh, they're saying Joaquin Phoenix does an amazing job as Joker. And it might be on par or even past Heath Ledger. There's a lot of hype for this film. And you're getting critics on Rotten Tomatoes. And again, Tomato Meter, the Rotten Tomato Meter isn't exactly where you can go. You know, you know, you can take all of it with a grain of salt. The reason I say that is, and I'm going to use it as an example, um, the Dave Chappelle special, the Sticks and Stones on Netflix, there's a lot of controversy surrounding it. When Rotten Tomatoes, for when it first got released, Rotten Tomatoes allowed critics only to review it. Critics only. And the critics gave it a terrible score. I think it was sitting at a zero at one time. Like, they were just bashing it for, you know, not being funny. They said that it was thisophobic and thataphobic. And, you know, that it would, you should skip it. Nobody should watch it. You know, this is uh, his first big drop and that, you know, this is the end of Dave Chappelle. That's what critics were saying. Then it got opened up because people were complaining like, hey, why can't, you know, why can't fans review this all of a sudden? This is, And when they let it in, it's at 99% for fans. That's almost unheard of. People love it. So take Rotten Tomatoes for what it is. But it's got a good score on Rotten Tomatoes. The Joker movie had a great, has got a great score on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics. Now you're starting to kind of see critics that are bad-mouthing it, but a lot of these critics are, again, the Marvel fan base that want to put it down, which I don't get. I don't get tearing a movie down before you've seen it, which people there's people that haven't seen it that are reviewing it. Makes no sense. And seriously, I mean, I understand your loyalty to a comic book brand, but why would you try to tear a movie down because it's not a Marvel movie. Don't get me wrong. The movie, to me, the movie looks interesting. Um, I see how... The way it's gone reminds me of Taxi Driver and that Travis Brickle of a man just losing his mind, which could play well with the Joker. Now, the only problem I have with it is I don't understand where this is going. This isn't going to be in the DC... Um, extended universe that I, I think they're going to reboot. I don't know how this works because in this one, the Joker's older anyway, so you can't really have him into it. Joker, you know, becoming the Joker in his 50s or so on, just it, it doesn't make sense. I don't know how old he is in the film. Visually, it looked good. It looks good. I haven't seen it yet. Visually, it looks okay from the trailers. The story seems like it's going to be okay, but 
I don't like the fact that they put the Joker name on it. I don't like Joker having an origin story in the beginning anyway. If they play this off to where, you know, this is just, it could be a Joker story. It's him making a joke or something. If, if they play it off like that, I don't think they are. But I, I just, I don't like, like I said, I don't like him having a, an origin story to begin with. And I don't know, this this if this film didn't have the Joker name on it, if they called it anything else and it was just about a normal guy, I would be gung-ho for this film because it looks good. The Joker thing's going to kind of hurt it for me. And I shouldn't be that way, I know. I'm trying to go into it with an open mind, but it's just... The Joker is one of the most iconic characters in literature. He's one of the most diabolical villains in literature. He's one of the most, you know... I really think as far as villains go or bad guys, when you look at the entire aspect of pop culture, the Joker is one of the most recognizable and vicious, malevolent entities that has ever been written. Vader's, Darth Vader is up there. Hannibal Lecter. Yes, these things come from movies. They also come from books. It's just that that, faith, that recognition of this is evil. This is a bad guy. This guy does no good. And I think that's what the Joker is. And so them slapping the Joker name on this film, I think was their way of saying, we're going to cash in on the comic book money you know, I think they're Todd Phillips and them were like, "Hey, I've got money. I've got an idea for a film. Well, what what do we do to make this appeal to a mass audience? Well, let's put a Joker. Let's put a comic book character in it. Let's put the Joker in it. And by slapping that name on it, people will go see it. As far as I know, Batman's not in this film. I don't know if Bruce Wayne's in this film, but I think they slapped that name on it." Because they think they're going to get the comic book crowd because of it, which they will. You're going to get a lot of comic book fans that go see it just because it has the Joker name on it. But that's also could work against you because if it doesn't follow that story, those same comic book fans are going to let you know it doesn't follow that story. And it's it could be good, it could be bad, it could hurt it, it could help it. We'll have to wait and see. Like I said, the film looks intriguing to me, the story looks intriguing to me. The, the story of a man who was a normal person who just, the world and everything has beat him down and he just, he loses his mind. is a It's a social commentary on a lot of people's, I think what a lot of people feel today. And we'll just have to see how it goes because it could be, it could be really, really well done. It could be insanely over the top, crazy. It could be offensive. I don't know how they're going to go with it. With it being a Joker film, it needs to be all that. It really needs to be all that. Because the Joker doesn't care what race you are. doesn't care about your creed, your sexual orientation. He doesn't care. He's just out to cause chaos. The greatest, the, the, the greatest way to define the Joker was defined by Alfred in The Dark Knight Rises. Or excuse me, The Dark Knight. When he said, you know, some men can't be bought, bartered, or reasoned with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. That's the Joker. So this film has to steer into that. It can't go lighthearted. It can't go, you know, it can't have a loose grip. Honestly, it's got to go balls to the wall. It really does. If you're going to have a Joker film... It's got to go balls to the wall. 
we can't, you know, we don't, we're not going to, we don't want Campy. It needs to be the Joker. And we're going to see how that goes because the film's coming out in October. It's coming close. It's the next big comic book based movie. And again, from what people are saying on the film circuit, it might actually be up for, you know, an Academy Award for Best Picture or Best Actor. And it's got a good chance of winning, apparently, because it's a true story. Uh, it's supposed to be a true story of mental illness and a man's basically breaking. Breaking. And it's intriguing. It, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes because that's, if DC can pull off what Marvel hasn't yet been able to do. DC has already got Best Supporting Actor. They're, they're, as far as I know, they're the only you know, comic book company to have an Academy Award given to an actor. Even It was the Heath Ledger, but a, a major one. Marvel's won a few for, like, you know, uh, CG or costume design or something. And those, those are okay, but we haven't got a Best Actor, you know, or Best Movie. They had one nominated. That was big. DC might be the first one to actually get one for a major award. Maybe two. Because Joaquin Phoenix are saying could get Best Actor. I'm excited for the film. I wasn't at first. And I'm... Well, let me say this. I am skeptically, nervously optimistic. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to keep an open mind on the film. But I'm also going into the film knowing what the Joker is. And knowing that I don't want an origin story for the Joker. So, I, I really don't know how to film feel. I'm... Like I said, I'm 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 excited for it, but I'm also really weary of it. But we'll have to see how it goes because it's coming up quickly. And if what, like I said, if what's going on on the, if what I'm seeing from the film, you know, festival loops, it's supposed to. It could be a masterpiece, or it could be a dumpster fire. I'll find out and be sure I'll let you know. That's going to be it for this episode of the Nerd Pool Podcast. Thank you all for your support. Thank you for your love. All the chimichangas and tacos out there. Follow me on Twitter at Nerd Pool Pod. Follow me on Instagram at Nerd Pool Podcast. Follow me on Twitch at Nerd Pool Gaming. You guys are amazing. And that's Nerd Pool for this week. So until next time, see ya. Oh, you know what